This is Might Sound Wild, a podcast for business owners, creatives, and anyone who wants to do what they love for a living. Hosted by Ron Wayne Scott and April Loyal. Hey guys, today we are talking about the most boring thing on the planet, which is taxes. I know we recorded an episode um, very similar to this um, already this year, but tax season is upon us and we wanted to be a little more specific this time. So we reached out and asked my Instagram followers and um, our actual contract photographers within Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape if they had specific questions and we're gonna address those coming up. Both Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape are expanding this year. We have high hopes for growing and that means we need new photographers in many areas. We are definitely looking for photographers in Southern Florida, the Tampa area, the South Carolina coast, the North Carolina coast, and as always, if we didn't name your area, please feel free to apply. You can find the application at mightsoundwild.co. All right, guys, there seemed to be a very similar theme with everyone who actually took time to ask questions about taxes. And the theme was, explain this to me like I'm an elementary student or something. That was, you know, like- that was one of the best comments that we got because we have a private Facebook group for our photographers. And one of our photographers posted a meme from the office that said, explain this to me like I'm five. And basically that's how we all feel. I think that's how we all feel. Yeah. And and so that's the thing. We're not going to go, we're not going to go really deep into really complicated topics here. We're going to keep it very basic because that's really what we were asked was basic questions of, uh, I'm new to business. I've, I've never filed taxes for a business before. How do I get started on this? And so that's really what we're going to do here. So, uh, April, I'm going to let you ask the questions and I'll do my best to answer, but I am going to put a disclaimer out here that I'm just a business owner. I'm not a CPA. I'm not a tax attorney. I'm not any kind of professional. Uh, I am just answering your questions from the perspective of a business owner. Well, and I'm glad because I think it's a little bit more easy to digest for us out here in the us creatives, I'd like to say, where this is so daunting. Talking to an actual tax professional for me is so over my head. I can't really follow and understand what they're saying because kind of like when you go to the doctor and they're talking over your head, I'm like, break it down a little bit because they're so used to the lingo. They, and they kind of assume that you understand what they're saying. And a lot of times they, I'd still walk away. Like we've had a meeting with a CPA before. And I remember being like, wait, what? You know, yeah. I didn't understand. So even though you still have a lot of that knowledge and um, know more than I do about it, I do feel like you can maybe break it down a little bit better since you are sure. a business owner giving advice and not an actual CPA. So okay. first of all, let's talk about the basic stuff. Like there are different deadlines for different parts of taxes. For example, we have to file our personal taxes by a certain date, but the business taxes had to be tidied up at a different right. date. So what are those? Now, our businesses are a little different. Most of the people who are listening to this podcast are probably going to be just filing uh, a business portion of their personal taxes, which would be due on April 15th. Our okay. situation is a little different because we are a partnership. Mm-hmm. And in a partnership, the deadline is March 15th. And I guess the reason why they do that is because you have to give uh, what's called a K-1 form to each of the partners. 
And so I guess the deadline for that is a month earlier, just so that way you have a month to get those K-1 forms out to all of the partners in the business. And then the partners can still file their personal tax return before the April 15th deadline. So if you are a partnership, that is something to keep in mind. You are going to have to have your business return filed uh, by uh, March 15th. So it's uh, it's one month ahead of the personal uh, tax deadline, which I think the personal tax deadline is like the 18th this year or something like that. Because I think there's like a holiday on the 15th. I believe it's a, I may be wrong on this, but I think uh, there's some kind of a holiday on the 15th, which is a Friday. And then of course you got the weekend as well. So um, I do remember seeing that it is the 18th this year instead of the 15th. I think that's what it is. Um, so- but, but I guess uh, the point The point to make here is that most of you, if you are a sole proprietor, even if you're an LLC and you are the only owner of that LLC, then it's still going to be filed on your personal tax return and you're not going to have to file um, anything earlier unless you are a partnership. Okay, so I'm going to back up to the simple terminology that you said when you said a business tax return. You had to file your business tax return. Yeah. If I was just doing this on my own and collecting money through Venmo and uh, maybe HoneyBook or whatever software, um, it, is there a simple way to explain to me how I would file that return just as a sole proprietor? Yes. Yeah. And, and let me just make something really clear. Even if you are not a legal licensed business, even if you're not officially a business, you can still put all of that on your taxes. Because, okay. for example, if, you're, if you were a photographer for one of our companies, you got a 1099 from us. So you have to claim that income on your taxes because you got a 1099 from us. And so what you're going to do, uh, say, for example, if you are using TurboTax, you're going to be asked first for your W-2 income if you have a regular job that paid you a regular paycheck and took taxes out of all of it. You're going to put that in first. And then after that, you're going to be asked if you had any other source of income that if you were a photographer, you would call that photography. Okay. Here's and, where I got to ask you a question. Sorry. If I okay. cut you off, it's because I'm That's just okay. trying to understand. Sure. So- Take away the, say you worked for us and you, you get a 1099. Say yeah. that you don't say, we'll get to that in a minute because I feel like that, that's what actually confuses me. What if um, someone listening to us who doesn't work for us just has their own business taxes to file? Yeah. Is, well, you they still put it in, in that same place where it says other yes. income. Okay. Yes, you do. Okay. And then that's also going to give you the opportunity to um, write off all of your expenses. Is it the same as, um, you know, filing your business taxes this way as a sole proprietor who, you know, just a wedding photographer say, yeah. Is it going to look the same without the 1099? Yes. It's still okay. going to look the same. Um, 
one thing to keep in mind is if you were using Stripe or PayPal or any of those kind of payment processors or probably even HoneyBook, mm-hmm. uh, HoneyBook has their own payment processing, but still they have to abide by the laws, which this year, the payment processors, I think it's like $20,000 before they have to send you a 1099. And then the way I understand it is next year, well, actually this current year, but when this year is over, the way I understand it is they're probably going to be sending you a 1099 as long as you made over $600, which means a lot more people are going to get 1099s next Man, year. Man, that's a big difference. I wonder it what is. That, it is. But it's, it's like we talked about before. Um, they discovered this a few years ago, um, discovered that there were people making six-figure incomes on eBay. Right. And so they started cracking down on that kind of stuff. So, so I mean, yeah, it's what you expected that you would pay taxes on the, sure. the money. And so, so, so let's take HoneyBook, for example. They probably, they send you like a 1099 or they send you a 1099, right? Right. From right. the processing fees. That's where we're going to go back to, tur- now let's fast forward back to TurboTax. You've, they've asked you for a W-2. You either have one or don't. The next yeah. thing they're going to say is, did you have any other source of income? And that's when you say yes. Yeah. And, and then if you're a photographer, just call it photography. Okay. Uh, if you're, if you're legally a business, then you can, you know, put your business name in there. Okay. That is where you were going to, you're going to enter your income from your photography business. And then you're going to start deducting all of the expenses that you have. One more question. Pay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So say you have multiple forms of it though, because before I was saying, say you don't shoot for us, say you do. And you okay. have your own business plus the 1099 that we've given. This They ask you, I know through TurboTax, they ask you, do you have another 1099 or something like that, right? Like you separate yeah. them through there, right? Or, you I do, but, uh, and I don't remember how, I don't remember where they ask you for it and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you do want to make sure that uh, if you were, a photographer, you probably want to make sure that the photography work that you did on your own and the photography work that you did for shore shooters kind of falls under the same place because you're going to want to take out the expenses for all of that kind of stuff. And, okay. Uh, back to being a shore shooters photographer, if you were one of our photographers, you're going to want to make sure that you're um, deducting the expenses that you paid for for shooting for us. For example, all of our photographers have to have a Dropbox account, which is a little over a hundred dollars a year. And yeah. so you want to make sure that you are deducting that cost from uh, the money that you made from short shooters. Yeah. So this is where it gets tricky guys. And when, when one of my favorite questions comments was, how do I not go to jail? Um, but let's let's remember, yeah. don't get in there if you're filing your taxes on your own. Because to- listen, guys, TurboTax is pretty foolproof. You can do it. Anyone can do it. That's what it's designed yeah. for. It don't go writing your expenses off twice. You, right. I mean, be careful. If I, I, I've even felt like that, I may have. Here's a confession. I think I've accidentally done that before, and like then I felt sick to my stomach. I'm like, oh my god, I wrote the oh, hotel yeah. offer. 
a mountain escape band shorter or something like that. So if you feel like you're going to mess up in all seriousness, if you feel like you're going to accidentally do something wrong and get audited, just see a professional. And one of our big questions was, when do I start outsourcing my taxes? Like, when should I use someone else? And I say that's when. If you have any question in your mind that you're not doing it correctly and you're worried that you're going to get in trouble, that's when it's time to yeah, outsource it. Yeah, a lot of that really kind of depends on what kind of person you are. If you're a mm -hmm. detailed business type person, then sure, go ahead and do it yourself, especially if you didn't make a huge amount of money and you don't have a whole lot of expenses. Um, I would say go ahead and do it yourself. But if you have any doubt in your own ability to be able to do all of this on your own, then I would say go ahead and get somebody else to do it, even if you didn't make a whole lot of money off of it. And, and I'd say try it on your own, like open up TurboTax and create an account if you haven't already and try yeah. to answer the questions and then yeah, it, you can always back out, change your Exactly. Mind. If it's too overwhelming for mm -hmm. you, just go take it to somebody else. Okay. So I felt like, you know what, it's probably time for a break, but I feel like we were kind of on a roll with the steps in TurboTax and then we're about to get into the expenses and we can do that okay. after the break. All right. All right. We'll do that coming up. Both Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape are expanding this year. We have high hopes for growing, and that means we need new photographers in many areas. We are definitely looking for photographers in Southern Florida, the Tampa area, the South Carolina coast, the North Carolina coast, and as always, if we didn't name your area, please feel free to apply. You can find the application at mightsoundwild.co. If you're enjoying the Might Sound Wild podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and review. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll get a notification every time we release a new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Might Sound Wild. Okay, right, right before we kind of went off on a little piggy trail on whether you should outsource your taxes or do them yourself, we were kind of talking about, you know, it's at, so let's just rehash it. You're in, say you're in TurboTax, that's the route you go, and you've put in your um, they've asked for a W-2, and then now we've moved on to the extra income. This is where you can have multiple 1099s, which you're going to have to enter in there. Sure. But you're also going to want to enter your expenses for each 1099. And that's not... So one of the questions that we got asked, Ron, was on my Instagram was, what's the timeline of getting an organized for your taxes? And my opinion about that is like all year. It is. You, you it is. It's an it all year process because yeah. you have got to keep track of those expenses throughout the year. So it's it's a never ending thing. If you're doing business and you're spending money on your business, then you need to be thinking about taxes. Oh, and here's what I'll say is I am terrible at that. I do not remember taxes until February every year. Yeah. January, yeah. February. So if you're like me and you just find it really daunting, you need to know exactly where to look back to track your stuff. So for, for example, I've mentioned this before. My little trick is I try really hard to keep anything business related on a certain credit card. That yeah. way, instead of looking on multiple cards or through my entire bank statements for a year, I can go to that credit card alone and know that is what I used it for that's, and that's where I can track the expenses. That's a really good way to do it. Another and, thing I do is I always use the same booking agency for, um, I, I guess I said that wrong. It's not booking agency. 
I always use the same app for making flight and hotel reservations. Okay. And that way I can go back to that app and see every past trip. Same for Airbnb. You guys can see all of your Airbnb past trips. And um, what else is it that that kind of goes along with our business, Ron, that we're always, you use a hotel, you use the same hotel every time. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You try to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say, even if you don't have any kind of accounting system or anything like that, a lot of the banking apps are getting really sophisticated now as far as like, they know how to classify expenses. So, Mm -hmm. um, if you're using a really big bank, then uh, you're probably going to want to look at your banking app and just see if it's, um, able to classify expenses, um, under certain categories. So uh, that could definitely help out right there. But uh, the key is to come up with some way to track all of those expenses that you're um, spending on your business. If you're, if you're doing major things like um, home office renovations or you know purchasing big um, equipment, expensive equipment, I think the easiest thing for that is just always take a picture of the receipt because it's so easy to hit, you know, yeah. To, to make a folder in your phone of receipts. That's just sure. the easiest thing to do. Yeah, it is. And, it and is. that counts, guys. So if you were to get audited and you're worried, you can. I'm pretty sure you can present that. I think I think the paper receipt thing is almost a thing of the past. It is. It they is. really care about that. But I can't um, tell you how many years I had an envelope of receipts that I kept yeah. hanging well, on well, to. Another, another thing now is a lot of stores, um, Lowe's, for example. I'm, I've been spending a ton of money at Lowe's over the last few months with building a house, but there's a lot of other businesses. Office supply places are like this too. When you check out, they'll ask you if you want a printed receipt or an email receipt. So yeah. uh, you can select that email receipt, create a folder in your mail program uh, to where you save all of those receipts. And yeah. then there you go. When it comes time to do taxes, you just open up that folder in your email program and there's a lot of your expenses for the year. Um, another Don't thing forget. we mentioned. Oh yeah, go ahead, Ron. Another thing we mentioned earlier was uh, talking about like wedding photographers that use HoneyBook or a program like that. Mm-hmm. That is that's a business expense that you can write off as well. Any kind yeah. of computer program that you're using for your business. You're, yeah, I was going to say, don't forget the, don't forget the reoccurring expenses. So those are the ones that are really easy to figure out. So say you're going to write off like your, um, Adobe, your Adobe bundle package, HoneyBook. Oh yeah, that's um, a good one. I think probably to an extent, cell phones or internet, stuff like that. If you're going to do that at the end of the year, that should be a straightforward monthly charge that you can just add. Yeah, up. yeah that's that's something else. You hit on something there when you said uh, cell phones. Um, mm-hmm. If you are using your cell phone as your business number, well, then yeah, that's a, that's a business expense. Yeah. Your, your I mean, home internet is your a home business internet, expense yeah. if you're um, running your business from home the interest on your car and you can just simply find that like go to where you finance your car and look at the interest you've paid for the year. They're going to add. So here, here's what I need to remind everyone. You don't have to memorize this TurboTax, for example, or a CPA or however you're going to do it are going to ask you these questions. Your job is to be prepared to answer them correctly. Yeah. The key is to have a way to keep track of everything throughout the year. 
And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a super sophisticated system. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure that you've got some way to keep track of how much money you spend on your business. I still think the best way is if you were a sole proprietor business, uh, you need to have a business bank account. Definitely. And, and yeah. use that just for your business expenses. Don't go buy groceries on your um business account uh if you're gonna if you really need to do that transfer money from your business account to your personal account and then go out and buy your groceries yeah and and don't go buy don't go out and buy office supplies for your business on your personal account um if you don't have any money in your business account and you need to buy office supplies for the business well transfer the money from your personal account over to your business account first then go out and buy the office supplies because you don't want to come around to tax time and having to go through two different bank accounts to try to figure out to try to find all your business expenses so keep the business expenses on the business bank account I mean, really, yeah, that's the that's the simplest solution to all of it. And if you haven't done that yet, that's okay. You can get through it this year. It's just going to be a little extra work. And then just go ahead and start that. Make that your priority to start that this year. Definitely. Um, But I think I mean, I think that's the gist of it. People are just intimidated by this thing. And you were saying before we started recording, people think the IRS are like some big, crazy, scary monster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to Mm -hmm. the comment that you read a few minutes ago where somebody asked, how do I not go to jail? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like you said, the IRS is perceived as this big, bad, you know, evil thing that is going to come after you and throw you in prison if you forget to track your expenses. And (laughs) it's really not that way. Um, I know someone who has not filed taxes for several years and they're in trouble with the government right now over not filing taxes and it seems like a big deal but really they're just they're going to be making affordable payments until they get it all paid off so that's really what's going to happen if you've messed up in the past yeah even if you owe even if you owe thousands and thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. um you might have to get a tax attorney to help you get out of this because it's probably not something you're going to be able to negotiate on your own so you might have to pay a few thousand dollars to a tax attorney but just come clean about it and most of the time they're they're not going to come and throw you in prison they're going to give you an opportunity to pay it off in payments that's right yeah so i think i think if you've listened to this and you still don't feel enlightened at all or you don't feel encouraged that you can just file your own taxes and that it's not you know it's not hard it's not the end of the world if you still feel like, no, 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 this is still scary because I know the panic is real. If I didn't have you, I'd just be in panic all the time about it. You know? So (laughs) I think, um, if that's the case, then just go to a tax professional. It doesn't cost that much, especially at these little, you know, name brand pop-up Jackson Hewitt things. You can find them in almost any shop at this time of the year. And you just go in there and they're, they're going to tell you what you need. If you don't have it all together, you'll have time to go get it together, go find it. And then also just don't forget to report any income. Like, especially like we were talking in the very beginning of the episode about um, your software systems like HoneyBook and even, you know, I think Venmo, you're going to be getting 1099s for every place that you've taken, you know, money. Yeah. And just don't forget to report those. Don't leave any yeah. out. Yeah. The whole um, point of the 1099 is so the government knows 
how much money is being paid out to uh, uh, independent contractors, vendors, that kind of stuff. So. And- the goal is, right, you you want to be able to write off things that you spent your own personal exactly. money on and exactly. you want to get that credit back and, and show less of an income. But you also don't want to cheat yourself and make it look like you didn't make any money because we've talked about this before, too. When yeah. you go to get financed for something in life like your car or your house, the more you've written off, the more you've come close to showing a loss or breaking even or whatever, the less the bank wants to loan you money. So this is a double-edged sword. It don't is. You have to go crazy and write everything off. If you forget things or you didn't, you know, don't don't be dishonest. Like if, you know, be very honest in what you actually spent money on. Was it a business expense? Because at the end of the year or, you know, in the future, that could look bad for you when you're trying to borrow money. Like you want to show a positive income. You just have to pay taxes on that. Income. Yeah. Yeah. If you do photography for five years and your tax returns consistently showed that you lost money throughout all five of those years and then you right. go try to buy a house. You're not going to be able to buy that house right? because the bank's going to look at that and go, okay, so you have a business that has lost money for the past five years. Exactly. You're a risk. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And one more more thing I want to mention on the 1099s. This is kind of on the opposite end of things. Um, If you are a photographer, say you're a wedding photographer who um, has second shooters, that help you or if you outsource work to another photographer say you're you know uh, you have a an overflow photographer that you give your overflow work to and you're giving the money to that photographer whether it be a second shooter or an overflow you need to remember to file those 1099s which you have to do those by the end of january each year so you're already ha- past the deadline for this year. Do, but- is there a quick way to explain how you do that? Oh, also, can I ask you, is that also the $600 rule? If it's less? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. If you are, uh, I'm not really sure how it all works, but for some reason, the payment processors like Stripe and PayPal, uh, so far they've they've only had to send them out if it's like 20, I think it's $20,000 or more. Hmm. But if you were a business and you paid a contractor more than $600, then you have to send out a 1099 to that person. So okay. um, if the thing is, here's the thing, here's where this could come back and bite you in the butt is say that you say that you had a second shooter um, that you paid $20,000 to in this past year and you didn't file a 1099, well, obviously, you're going to want to take that $20,000 as a deduction from sure. your income. You you obviously want to deduct that money because you didn't keep that money. You don't want to pay taxes on money you didn't keep, yeah. But yet, if you file a tax return and say, I paid out $20,000 to an independent contractor... And then the IRS looks at that and says, okay, you're saying you paid out $20,000 to an independent contractor, but you didn't file any 1099s letting us know who you paid that out to, then you're risking problems for yourself. Yeah. And you sure don't want to keep that $20,000 
you you don't want to ignore that $20,000 that you paid out because then you're going to get taxed on it. So you want to write that off as an expense, but if you paid out $20,000 and you didn't file a 1099, then the government's going to go, hey, something's not right here. So, so make sure that you send out those 1099s. Is there a way, like, I'm guessing there's a way around that if you don't want to deal with this. Like if you have regular second shooters, can you just, I mean, I think I would probably just bill my bride separately and have them pay. I mean, I guess you could have the bride pay the. Well, you could, you could always do it that way. You could Mm -hmm. have your customer pay the second shooter directly. If you don't want to go that route, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't do that because I feel like you're creating a hassle for, your customer because your mm-hmm. customer is having to pay two different people. Um, mm-hmm. But that is one way that you could go about to avoid it. the 1099. Exactly. I was just trying to think of options for, yeah, people because that way, that way the money is it. not passing through your hands first. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that would be a way to get around it. That would be a way. Okay. okay. Well, I know that there are millions of questions when it comes to this and we try to give you know, ample opportunity for people to ask specific things. And there wasn't a lot of specific things. It was more like, I need to know everything. So hopefully during this episode, we've done enough of just letting you know that it's not the end of the world. It's more than likely something that, you know, somehow we're all still living and we've all filed taxes and we just keep going every year. You just, you know, we just wanted to offer you a little incentive to really just keep up with your expenses throughout the year. So you don't have a nightmare when it comes to the to tax season. Yeah. That Um, again, I want to reiterate that that is the key to taxes is keeping track of your expenses throughout the year. And the forms that you need are going to be sent to you by whomever yeah. The only reason you wouldn't get these forms, guys, is if you're doing our pet peeve, doing business illegally. We've talked about it hundreds yeah. of times on the yeah. podcast. If you're yeah. doing things under the radar, under the table, um, that's going to catch up with you one day. We won't go into that, but that would that would be the only way you wouldn't have the appropriate forms. Yeah. But and one are- more thing. One more thing I want to add for the photographers who are paying second shooters or overflow oh, sure. photographers yeah. or whatever. Uh, somebody is probably asking the question right now. Well, how do I file that 1099? How do I send that 1099 Mm -hmm. to my second shooter? Uh, If you're using QuickBooks, it'll do that for you. Uh, You'll have the option to send out the 1099s uh, through QuickBooks if you use that, which that's what we do. What if you're not using QuickBooks? If you're not using QuickBooks, then I would say go to somebody who does taxes and ask them about it. This is the time where this is um, when our one um, listener who asked, when is it time to outsource? This is that's the time probably. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that if you if you're outsourcing work to somebody else, second shooter, overflow photographer, whatever, then that would be a good time for you to go get professional help on your taxes. Yeah. Okay, And that's always a good that's always a good route to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think we covered them all, didn't we? Did we get all the so. questions we answered? Yeah. Um, so no, one more thing here real quick before we go. Uh, one of our photographers asked in our Facebook group about insurance. And mm-hmm. we did a whole episode on insurance. So I'll just say go back a few months and uh, listen to the full episode on insurance because I think we did cover all that. But I am going to add this. Insurance is also a deduction. That's also something you can deduct from your taxes. So don't forget to include that. 
mm-hmm. um, whatever you paid for liability insurance, uh, insurance on your gear, uh, it's a tax deduction, just like everything else with your business. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this week. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast so that way you'll get a notification every time we release a new episode, which is every Wednesday morning at about 8 o'clock Eastern time. So check back with us then next Wednesday for another Might Sound Wild podcast.